the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning and Happy New Year. Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka of Max Out Savings Advisors, and uh, we are talking savings investments in your retirement. Another year on the Max Out Savings Show. We've been doing this for over a decade now. And uh, the the Max Out Savings Show, I want to thank all the listeners, has become one of the Houston's most popular financial radio shows out there. Uh, our show is about savings and investments in retirement, how to build up wealth for retirement, how to handle that, how to manage it at retirement, understanding the risk, understanding how to save, how to build up wealth. It, the show is all about uh, building up your financial future. And and, and so uh, our motto and our philosophy is is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. Thank you, Ryan. And and, and uh, save aggressively, invest conservatively. And uh, that, that's what we always, that's our motto, and that's the philosophy of the Max Out Savings Show. So uh, starting out the new year, uh, first thing you should think about is, is how much, what is your savings rate right now for retirement? And, and, and most of the research has shown it, the number is about 13%. Now, typically what we say is, is we say that's 10% plus the company match, which gets you pretty close to those numbers that you're looking for. And so, you know, that's just something to remember, something to keep an eye on and something to to watch. Uh, So uh, starting out the new year, what you really want to do is make sure you get your house in financial order. If you don't have enough savings, now's the time to do it. Uh, If if you're having trouble saving money, now's the time to make some cuts uh, and redo the budget, particularly it's, it's, been a tough year in Houston due to the oil prices, and and so some, there's been a lot of belt tightening, and and so you, if you need to do the belt tightening, now's the time to do it. Now's the time to do the planning if you haven't already done it for the new year. So, so continue to work on that. Continue to build up your savings, and uh, and get your house in order. Now's the time. The start of the new year. Everyone's going to be working out over at the at the health club uh, this week. It's going to be packed with people. With all these new New Year's resolutions for the next thirty days, it'll be busy. Then it'll drop off. No one will be there. But uh, so, uh, but yeah. So it, it's time to kind of start up, make those New Year's resolutions, and, and one of those should be to save more money to get your financial house in order, and and to uh, Im- improve your lifestyle. So uh, the New Year is the best time to start out with that. So so make sure you get that done. 
a couple things. Uh, the, the Max Out Saving Show, we are Houston-based firm. This is a Houston-based show. Uh, actually, people listen to it all over the country on podcasts. But uh, we're live, uh, and, and if you have a question or comment, you can always give us a call at 713-339-1070 here in the Max Out Saving Show. That's 713-339-1070. We'll be happy to take your calls. And we take calls about everything from savings to investments uh, to retirement, uh, you know, our outlooks. Uh, a couple things I wanted to to start out on here is I wanted to uh, – Take a look. We're coming up in the new year. It's 2016. I haven't actually written that down yet. Have you, Ryan? No. Yeah. Uh, eventually, when I'll, I'll write out something and I'll put 2016, and it'll dawn on me. But until then, it it seems like it's still 2015. But uh, let's take. This was a very funny year in the market. If 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 you if you listen to most of the pundits uh, at the beginning of the year. They were very bullish on the market. The market would go up eight to ten percent, and it was going to be a great year. Everyone was going to be happy, and uh, you know, we we on the Max Out Savings Show, we, we talked about this on last year's uh, New Year's thing, and we we really said we didn't see this happening at all. Uh, we we really felt like uh, the 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 drop in oil prices were a big deal. And we we thought we'd see some ramifications for this this year. It's kind of dragged out longer than we thought. But uh, really looking at it, uh, a, a, a couple things. We, we talked about a tale of two cities where, where one of them on uh, one side of the Atlantic, uh, the, the U.S. experienced an economic, an economic boom. On the other side, it suffered a financial meltdown. Uh, we, we, talk, we talked a lot about the at the end of the year, CNBC was filled with happy talk about the, finan- the final uh, revision of the third quarter came in at 5%. Uh, we said this was adjusted by revisions in Obamacare and the plunge in the savings rate with with all the happy talk out there. And we said, look, we didn't really believe that this was the case. The story for 2015 will will be, is CNBC correct about the coming good economic uh, good times or the, the telegraph, which said how the world fell back into an economic meltdown? We were in basically we were going to fall back down at economic slow growth. We, we we said we would believe the 2015 will be out consequences, the consequences of nearly a 50% drop in oil prices, a global deflationary wave, a global economic slowdown, a rising dollar in the end of the Federal Reserve zero interest rate policy. That was pretty – we were pretty spot on on that uh, with uh, for two thousand year, it was all good for the stock market. New highs. For, uh, we we said we didn't think that was going to be the case for two thousand fifteen. We talked about commodity deflation. We said the plunge in oil prices in two thousand fourteen was the most mis misreported story of the year. The news concentrated on the positives the consumer the, of a tax cut for the consumer. We said the reality was a bit more complex, and we felt like that that a good chunk of the of the recovery from from to the two thousand nine was a result of energy spending and capex in the energy field spending, and we felt that this was a problem for economic growth. Uh, we we said this story with dollar was going to be a big story for two thousand fifteen. And we put some charts in there and different things, and we, then we said the Federal Reserve will hike interest rates. Uh, we said our outlook for 2015. We're, we're reviewing what we talked about in 2015. We said our review, our, our outlook for 2015. We expect the economy for this year that just passed will outperform most other countries in the world, and the rest of the global economy is moving towards slower economic growth. 
the commodity deflation deflation wave is telegraphing there'll be problems in the world's economy. And so uh, what what we say is 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 you must have cash in your portfolio to take advantage of future opportunities. And it, it we and so what we what we said is we were cautious on the markets for 2016. This is the max out savings report we're talking about. By the way, if you if you want to copy that, you can always go to the website at maxoutsavings.com. It's free. We've got thousands of people signed up for the newsletter. It's one of the ways that that we we set up for people to to help people out on the max out savings show is our free max out savings report. But let's, what happened in 2015? Pretty much what we said. If you look, what was remarkable about 2015 was was really the 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 just tremendous lack of of returns anywhere in the world and and almost anywhere you looked at you, you just did not see the type of returns that that we've seen in the past if you look at the global in, indices you, the year to date numbers were were in many countries were down uh, across the board in the united states we look at the dow jones was down almost 3.9% it was almost four percent. The uh, the actually the final numbers. I'm sorry. The Dow was down two point three percent. The S and P was down about a percent. The Nasdaq was up uh, a five and uh, almost a five point seven percent. But the but which sounds really good. But the S and P four hundred mid cap was down three point seven percent. Small cap was down three point three. Utilities was down six and a half percent. The transports were down seventeen percent. It was a very tough year in Houston for the oil and gas for us in Houston. Oil and gas sector was down twenty three percent. It wasn't much better in bonds. Uh, chip uh, treasuries, uh, short term treasuries yielded about two percent. Longer term treasuries lost about a percent and a half. Uh, tips lost at one point four percent. High yield was down over four and a half percent, and many bond indexes were down. The ones that were positive were up about one percent. Uh, Looking at some of the other things, crude oil was down 3.8%. Uh, Brent crude was down 44%. Natural gas was down 30, 34%. Uh, pretty much almost very few things around the world went up. Uh, the, uh, I think it was Malaysia or something was the best market. This was what, uh, one of the worst years we've seen for returns in the markets across the board. It, it, it wasn't like 2009, but nothing made any money. And oftentimes when the markets have sell-offs, some sectors go way up uh, and other sectors go down. This Everything really performed pretty poorly. Uh, most of the major indexes were down year-to-date. Uh, people in Houston had huge losses in, for people in Houston with, with energy stocks. The energy sector was the worst performing sector of the market. It, and, and this is why we talked about in the Max Out Savings Report in, uh, at the, in January of last year, we said, look, you have to have cash. This market's not going to go anywhere. It's very expensive. We have a global deflationary wave. China's in trouble. We, we, we talk all about these issues and laid out the case of what was happening in the world. And, and meanwhile, the financial shows on TV were they, – they, they almost virtually had cheerleaders with pom-poms in the background yelling and screaming about the stock market for their outlook in 2015. Nobody made any money in 2015. We said you have to be in cash. There's no good opportunities. In, 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 the, in investments – there's two schools of thought. You just put money into S&P 500 uh, ETFs or, or, or uh, market funds, 
and you just let them go up and the market always goes up. And then there's another school of thought that it's more risk-based oriented that says, look, I, I, I can't afford to take big risk with my million-dollar IRA or my million-dollar 401k plan. I'm going to do some asset asset planning to, to do some risk analysis on it. And, and so I'm going to move to the sectors I think are better value. Uh, I'm going to, I'm, now if I'm worried about the market, I'm going to increase my cash levels. The, the guy, the, the, the all in, the, the index fund guys, those guys are just in all the time. And if a market go, goes down 40%, they say they don't care. Our experience has been when the market goes down 40% after being in this business for 25 plus years is people tend to panic at the bottom, and, and which is the wrong time, and, so, and they tend to be the guys that were in there all the time. And, and so what you want to do is, is, is do that, do your risk analysis, your 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 risk planning ahead of time, so you're, you're at the bottom, instead of panicking, you're in there buying stocks at cheap prices. That That's the reason you have the cash, because when you make those purchases at the bottom, that's when you get the massive returns. That's when you get the doubles and the triples in the stock market. That's when you lock in returns of of 10, 11% just on the dividends. I mean, those opportunities are there. And so you have to just sort of wait for them. It's almost like playing baseball. You're waiting for that pitch, that kind of slow pitch right across the plate uh, that, that you can knock it out of the park on. And, and if you're if you if you're sitting up there and you're facing you know a, a pitcher that's throwing 100 mile an hour uh, fastballs or, or sliders that you just can't hit, you're just going to strike out. And you maybe you will get lucky and get a single, but your chances of, of striking out are much much bigger. And so we believe at Max Out Savings Advisors is you should have a risk plan in place. And, and so the risk plan paid off in 2000. In 15, and I think it's going to be even bigger in, in 2016. And so, so recapping 2015, very poor year for the energy business. Very poor. Uh, oil prices were down substantially. Uh, what did the best? The Nasdaq. The Nasdaq uh, 100 was up the most, over six percent. The very big stocks. The lion's share of this market. The lion's share of this of, of of this return this year has come from the fangs. Basically, your Facebook, your Apple. Actually, not Apple was down. Netflix, uh, Google, and uh, those those big cap institutional favorites uh, that that everybody loves are where most of the of of the of the action came from. And and the reason they were able to push up the the indexes is is because these indexes are market weighted. And what that simply means is is that that the bigger capitalization stocks have a bigger chunk of the S&P 500. So as the market was going up, the money is going into the biggest and biggest stocks. The story for 2016, one of the big stories is, is see you on the other side. What happens when the selling starts hitting the S&P 500? They're going to have to start dumping. They're not going to be selling the smaller caps as much. They're going to be the biggest amount of money is going to be pouring into selling of the big mega caps. And, and the question will, is the liquidity sufficient in the market to hold up these massive stocks like Facebook, Google, Amazon, uh, Apple? That's the danger. And that's that's what we're going to be talking about. Where's Where do you want to be invested for 2016? We're going to be talking about that after this quick break. But if you haven't gone to the website and signed up for that free newsletter, you're going to get our 2016 Outlook, MaxOutSavings.com. It's MaxOutSavings.com. We'll be right back after this quick break.
The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show up your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows. We're coming up on year end. Now is the time to roll over your 401k plan and consolidate those IRAs. We live in a rapidly changing world where risk management of your savings has become the most important tool in managing your retirement. Do you have a risk management plan? Come talk to us at Max Out Savings Advisors. We can help you. Take charge of your plans. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Ted Gioka of Max Out Savings Advisors. These are treacherous times for the economy with serious challenges for Houston investors. Researching and analyzing developments in Washington, Wall Street, and even Beijing, it's a full-time job. It's my life's work. When it comes to your savings and retirement investments, let me keep an eye on things for you. Spend an hour with me in my Galleria area office and get an idea of what's ahead and how to protect yourself. Ted Gioka, Max Out Savings Advisors. Visit MaxOutSavings.com. AM 1070, the answer. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Savings Show, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings, investments, and your retirement. We were going over earlier about the the uh, what's happened with the markets uh, this year so far. When we talk in a, later in the show about what's what we, our outlook for the future is, this year basically for 2015, very little returns. Most stock market indices were down. A lot of the bond indices were down. A lot of the commodity prices were were down. As we talked about throughout the year, there's been not been many places to make money. Sometimes you you need to know when to hold them and then you need to know when to fold them. And, and, uh, I think that was lost on a lot of people this year and they lost a lot of money because of it. And, and so hopefully you've been listening to the show, but I have to talk, um, try, we were there, uh, New Year's Eve at the office. You know, it's the final day of the year. And sometimes we get some phone calls from people that for whatever reason have to get something done by year end. And so I'm there, I'm trotting out of the office after the market's closed and, I go by the through the parking garage and, the, and then I look in the glass window and there it is. It looks like somebody has erected the uh, the Bill of Rights on the side of the con. You know, it's, I'm like, what is this? The Bill of Rights or something? It's on the glass in big bold letters. So I stop. I said, I've not seen this before. So I stop and look at it. And what is it? But it's the new thing that the building is forbidding people from concealed carrying guns into the building and also now forbidding open carry guns in the building, whereas before we didn't have this problem. 
So we're going to try to find out whether we can have no guns in the building, which is going to upset a lot of pe- uh, people, I think, in our building, uh, because I know some of these people are armed in the building, and they're concerned about their, their safety, and particularly a lot of women actually carry pistols in their purse, and whereas they didn't really have this sign up before, nobody paid any attention to it, now they have this huge sign in front of the building. And so, you know, the question starts coming in is, if you're in a building that, that there's no guns in the building, I mean, it just seems to me, if I'm a terrorist, I'm going to go to the building that says there's no guns allowed in the building because I know I can shoot everybody up in the building and nobody can has any way to defend themselves. And, you know, where I think people feel safer having uh, having guns on them to some extent, I'm not a big gun guy by any stretch of the imagination, but it just, you know, when I saw that, I realized like, oh my God, if somebody comes into this building, there's no way for anybody to defend themselves because uh, the building has decided that, that, you know, they, they, they don't want that in. And I mean, I, I think a couple things come up. I mean, the, the answer starts being, if you're in these big buildings, shouldn't they have an armed police, uh, like a security force to protect all the people in the building if they're not going to let anybody arm themselves. I mean, I, I, I never really looked at it up until I saw that at this point and, you know, it, it's, you know, there, there's, remember, you know, my wife, she's, she's in the past has had to have, uh, for her family, they had to have armed guards following them because, you know, they, they, because some of the things they do, they were in government and, uh, some people in the family were in government and, you know, the people were threatening them from time to time. And, you know, it, people, I don't think understand that, that we don't live in a perfect world and disarming the populace leaves them very open to, to attack in, and, and and I just can't believe that some of these big uh, these big uh, these buildings around here are, are doing some of this stuff because, again, it just seems to me that it opens up the up the people in the building to a potential a terror attack. I I think people ought to have the right to defend themselves, and I'm really not a big proponent of open carry. I kind of think that was a mistake. But I think the idea of banning guns and not letting have anyone any guns and and particularly women. A number, a lot of women listening have guns. They have guns in their purses, and uh, now what are they supposed to do? And, and so it, it just, and then you start leaving guns in the car, and then it just, to me, sometimes it's kind of out of sight, out of mind. The better stuff is not even to bring this up, and and leave it alone. I think this is going to be a big story. Uh, th- this idea of 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 with the open carry, I'm not sure was the best idea, but I think this idea of banning guns everywhere. And making gun-free zones, uh, we saw it. We've seen this in in San Bernardino. It was a gun-free zone, and how many people lost their lives because there's no one to stand up and 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 try to go after the terrorists because they all have to hide under their desk and wait to be shot. Whereas if someone has got a gun in the building, you know, in the terrorists, they're not going to go to. They're going to go to the gun-free zone. If if you're the terrorist, you're going to go attack the gun-free zone. You're not going to attack the place where you think people have guns. They're just, you know, people aren't stupid. I mean. It, it, so I don't understand where this stuff is coming from with it, but I, I just wanted to – I think this is going to be a big story for Texas. I, I really think – I think they're going to probably have to enact some laws uh, 
somehow to protect that. And maybe the maybe the situation is is if you want to be a gun free zone, you should have to have uh, armed security and backup security as well in the building to protect people. If if you want to take on the security for people in the building, then you should be able to guarantee their safety, in my opinion. But that's just me. Again, I'm not a huge proponent of open carry. I think that causes more problems than it's worth. But the idea that 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 you can't have a gun or a gun-free zone to me in in a, in a, in, a, in a very dangerous terroristic world with with Islamic radicals running around tr- trying to kill people, I think is a very dangerous situation. So anyway, uh, that was it. If you got any questions or comments, seven one three 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 nine ten seventy here at the Max Out Savings Show, and seven one three. Three three nine ten seventy, and we'll be happy to take your questions or comments. Uh, where to go from here? Back over to savings investments. All right. Two thousand sixteen. What do you do? A couple things. Uh, number one, your savings rate. Double check your savings rate. I think it's going to be a tough year in Houston. I, I don't see any other way around it. Uh, it just at $35 oil, it, it's just it, it's just difficult to see. I think a lot of people sort of held on last year hoping things would get better. We're seeing across the board 20 to 30% drops in CapEx uh, throughout Houston. So I think it's going to be a tough year. It, it's really hard. Right now, uh, West Texas crude dropped about 38%. Uh, Brent dropped 44%. Brent, if you, if you look at the chart on Brent crude, happen to have right here it's really broken down underneath where it was it really traded underneath where it was in 2009 and if you look at brent crude uh it typically it was in the mid 40s and then it kind of just dropped down for a couple of days and shot up we really closed at 37 dollars and a lot of times these these old contracts for some of the stuff you get paid at the well tends to be on the last couple of days of the trading month uh, is the price for the new year. And and so so really, it, I, I just think it's very difficult. There's very few guys making money at, at $37. If you put in a platform in the Gulf and it's producing for five or six, ten years, you know, it's not a good thing at $35 oil, but you still have cash flow coming out. You don't have a lot of CapEx. If you're having to drill a lot of wells in the shale in many areas, they're just flat out not profitable at $35. Uh, if you hit a big discovery onshore that, that maybe has, uh, let's say it has 50 million barrels of oil, and and you, you, you put down 10 wells and then they produce for the next 10 years, you can kind of ride through that $35 thing. But it, but the shale, it makes it more difficult. What, what we're seeing is on oil – a couple things. I, I just think everybody is trying to sit there, and it's a big game of chicken between the Saudis and the Iranians. Remember the Iranians, the 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 thing, the deal is opening up uh, for the uh, the sanctions to be lifted, which means all the oil companies are in Iran trying to talk, negotiate deals with the Iranians. These deals are being done now. Well. If the Saudis keep oil at thirty-five dollars, they're really sticking it to the Iranians because these deals are being done right now, it, which means that they're not going to get the deals they thought they were going to do from the oil companies. And in many cases, the oil companies might go, "Look, we're not going to drill at this price." Whereas if oil was at a hundred, they'd be signing deals all over the place with the Iranians, really sweet deals for the Iranians. So 
and remember the the deal for the oil that deal might be done for you know you you make the deal now it takes you two or three years to get the field in production it produces for 20 years so so the, they're sticking it to them pretty well there that they're trying to hold the Iranian crude off the the market is what they're doing they're also pushing the the, the Russians and then what they're trying to do is shut down the share revolution in 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 the United States look with oil and particularly gas, I bet anywhere in Houston I can put a well down, drill it down to some strata, do some horizontal drilling, and get gas at a minimum, maybe some oil. It might not be the most profitable well, but I'll be willing to bet you anywhere in this town I can find oil or gas. And once you reach that level, it 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 really – now, they're not real productive, and they're not – won't make any money, but my point is there's massive shale beds across the United States, in, and at $100 oil – you're just going to see tens, uh, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of wells drilled each year, and just massive production pouring on the market. So what you, what we're dealing with is 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 a free market system. You have to take oil down to the clearing price where you take out a bunch of these players, and then once oil goes back up, the banks, the private equity guys in Wall Street go, well, wait a minute, it might go back down again. I'm only lending you so much money. It, 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 so you really get this free market system where, hey, you know, yeah, it was at a hundred for four years, but now it's at thirty-five. It could go back down there. Whereas before, you had Wall Street, you had bankers and private equity guys pouring money in, 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 in oil companies pouring money into the ground, figuring oil was going to be in a hundred dollars for the next. 10 years, and then after that, it was going to go to $200, and there was an infinite amount of oil out there. And so what we're doing, what you're doing, you're seeing the free market come in and 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 and, and, and clear, the, clear some of the market, get some of this oil off the market so we can get a better stabilized price. But prediction for oil, later this year, I think oil prices are going to stabilize. I'm not as bullish on natural gas. Some of the numbers I see is is in the next three to four years – Takeout out of the out of the Marcellus from pipelines is going to equal twenty five percent of the product, total production daily production in the United States. I think gas is going to be low for a while. I, I I just think there's a massive amount of gas out there, and there's going to be a huge amount of stuff. So I think oil is the better play right now. The question is, you got to look and try to find the 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 good the good values in the oil field. You want to find companies with long life reserves, long life assets, and low debt. Tell you what, we've got a call coming in from Oscar. Hello, Oscar. How you doing? Uh, good. Happy New Year to you guys. Happy New Year, Oscar. Hey, uh, money market funds are converting for safer to shorter uh, to government bonds uh, to uh, CDs. Yeah. Uh, and there's a whole lot of them that are doing this, not because they're afraid of something. Uh, what is what is going to be the what happens to the other uh, to these people these bonds who are dropped? What happens to them? Are they going to be junk now? I mean, they're not going to be as desirable as before. We're talking about billions of, of these bonds. They're not going to be very desirable anymore. Yeah, yeah. Oscar, what you're talking about, is just so, we, so our listeners know, is is some of the new rules the SEC is coming up with on, on mutual funds and, mm-hmm. and the government is in the Fed – uh, on money market funds is they have to be more liquid and they don't want to risk them breaking the buck. So they're having higher percentage of government bonds in their portfolio so they can sell those shorter term, shorter term uh, bonds uh, in the por- in the portfolio so they get it'll turn over if they see a problem they can get out of out of some of their bonds and then go into into even higher assets. What this is going to do is a couple things. You're going to get have more liquidity in the money markets, which is already extraordinarily liquid, but 
you're going to have lower returns and marginal type of players aren't going to have as much access to money market or in sometimes it's commercial paper. So their borrowing costs are going to go up. Now, the good news to that is, is that rates are so low and really we need to start reining in who's getting debt out there. There's way, there's been way too much debt put into the system on the corporate side. So that's, yes. that's, so reining this stuff in is probably a positive. I think this is going to cause corporations to increase their cash levels that they're holding in case of a crisis. They're going to have to be able to ride through it a little bit better. They did this after 2009 and 10, but now with the money market situation, I expect them to see it, do it a little bit more. So the result is you're going to have a safer money fund, but you're going to have lower yields. And, and so, but are some of these, uh, uh, you know, some of these bonds aren't they going to be more? junky bonds because they're not desirable oh yes yeah uh, no yeah they're not going to have as much access to the commercial paper market or to the high to the money markets where they can easily get short-term money and 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 i'll tell you the other thing that's going to happen the minute people see that there's going to be a problem out there they're going to cut those guys off first because they're going to want to sit there and go to as 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 much as higher quality treasury or government or, or corporate paper as possible so they won't have any problems with the government. Because if they get in trouble, they know that their mutual fund, they're, they're gonna, they, could, they could lose a huge amount of money in the, for the people owns the mutual, the money market fund, and also they could be subject to liability uh, and possibly criminal stuff. So I think the next crisis is, is the markets are going to tighten up even more quicker for, for less quality uh, borrowers. Junk, yeah, some of these hedge funds are going to be in trouble for 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 uh, they've been issuing this kind of stuff and yeah mostly corporations more so than than the hedge funds yes I, I agree with you hey well thank you very much Dad yeah thank a you. good question Oscar that's something that's just coming out the new rules on the on the, the money funds in there what they really want to do is last time the reserve fund money fund broke broke the buck and and that caused a huge problem and concern in in the system. At all costs, the Federal Reserve and the SEC do not want money funds to go under a dollar, so they want people to think their money's safe because if there's a run in the money funds, they won't be able to hold it up again like they did in 2009. Thank you. Thank you, Ted. Thanks, Oscar. If you've got a question or comment, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070, 713-339-1070. The big, the big themes for 2016 are going to be China. Is is China going to hold up, or is there is there are they going to continue in implode? And oil prices, where do oil prices bottom? When do they? If you, if you look at two thousand nine as an example, I I would guess you're going to see oil bottom sometime in the first two or three months of the year. That if if I had to guess where that how that's going to play out based on that, uh, it, it, in two thousand nine, oil actually bounced up at the year end. In, but uh, off the bottom, and this time it really didn't bounce at all, which is a little worrisome. So, so I think that's when you're going to see your problems. So it's going to be China in oil. Now, we're going to be talking some more about that after your break. But look, uh, we're going to be writing about this in our Max Out Savings Report, our 2016 outlook. If you're not on the free Max Out Savings Report, or if you need help with managing your 401k, you're coming up on retirement, need someone to management, that's what we do at Max Out Savings Advisors. We, we manage people's IRA rollovers and trust. Just go to the website at maxoutsavings.com, and you can sign up for an appointment or the free newsletter. We'll be right back after this quick break in the Max Out Savings Show. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. 
We'll be right back. This is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows. We're coming up on year end. Now is the time to roll over your 401k plan and consolidate those IRAs. We live in a rapidly changing world where risk management of your savings has become the most important tool in managing your retirement. Do you have a risk management plan? Come talk to us at Max Out Savings Advisors. We can help you. Take charge of your plans. Go to maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. It takes a Houstonian to know what a Houstonian needs when it comes to savings, investments, and retirement. And Ted Gioka of Max Out Savings Advisors knows what Houston investors need. This native Houstonian raised his family and built his investment firm right here in Houston. He knows that Washington and Wall Street can impact Houston investors, and he'll share that insight with you. For a confidential review of your investments in Ted's Galleria area office, call Max Out Savings Advisors or visit MaxOutSavings.com today. Serving the Houston area since 1986, South Coast Hydraulics is a leading provider of sales and service for a full line of components, including cylinders, motors, pumps, valves, controls, high-pressure pumps, and gas boosters. South Coast Hydraulics can custom design, supply, or manufacture, install, and service systems in your plant or on your mobile equipment. Drop by South Coast Hydraulics at 1010 Comanche Lane near Gessner and Hempstead Highway, or visit them on the web at schydraulics.com. Hey there, Chuck Tuller here. Checking out the list here. Let's see, Bill Bennett will be back Monday morning at 5 o'clock. I'll have the 520 oldie for you. At 7 o'clock, Sam Malone will be back. Tom Fontaine will be back. J.P. Pritchard will be back. Hey, we're all going to be here. We'll cover all the stories that happened over the New Year's weekend right here on AM 1070 The Answer. See you Monday morning at 5 a.m. Morning information and entertainment on AM 1070 The Answer. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. I'm Ted Gioka. We are talking savings, investments, and your retirement. Uh, you got a question or comment? Give us a call at 713-339-1070. You know, in 2007, when uh, in the Max Out Savings Report, we wrote about the coming financial crisis that was going to happen in the future. And in 2007, we predicted uh, failures of the investment banks. And we said the housing market was going to get in trouble and the, and the investment banks were going to fail. And how we figured that out was we looked at the debt levels of the investment banks. We we do a lot of research in, in, in balance sheets at Max Out Savings Advisors looking at companies. And they were growing their balance sheets about 30, 25, 30% a year. On, on, these are multi 10, 20, 50 billion dollar balance sheets. And I realized that they were buying, they were growing these things at the top of the housing market and it was going to collapse. And the other thing I've realized is there was no way they could be taking on this type of debt and allocating it uh, efficiently. And they were going to get run into trouble and their debt was going to be pulled, which is exactly what happened. We wrote about it at the time. And, and, and the reason I tell you this is because I'm seeing some of the, oftentimes it's debt levels that really take down economies that take down stock markets. And I think you're going to see the same problem with debt this year. I'm going to, and I'm going to be talking about this as the segment goes on. Let's take a quick call from Charlie. Hello, Charlie. Yeah, good morning, Ted. Hey, I just want a quick estimate of what you think uh, the coming housing market in the Houston area will be for the 2016 year. Will it be, uh, will it be up or going to be a buyer's market or a, a seller's market? I think it's going to clearly be a buyer. Really, it's going to be a buyer's market. I mean, they're, they're, at this price, nobody's making money. 
and there's too many layoffs out there. And, and it, more important than that, everybody is not sure whether they're going to get laid off, get their bonus, get a raise. And so everyone's kind of pulling back. And even if they're real sure they have a job and they're set, they're still kind of they're, they're, they're going to hold back. And at the same time, there's a lot of excess uh, supply coming on the market in Houston, particularly in apartments, in, in high rises. And things like that. So there's and even some houses. There's supply coming on, and people are pulling back. Uh, and so I, I think this is going to be a tough year for Houston. At thirty five dollars, it's really difficult to make money. The, the, these numbers at this level are pretty darn close to where we had oil back in the early seventies before we had the the uh, OPEC, the formation of OPEC, on on an inflation adjusted basis. It looks like this would be a, a long-term type thing, more, more than one or two years then. Uh, yeah, I think so. The good news is is the oil industry has really consolidated worldwide into Houston, so it's going to hurt us, but, but the core business is going to stay much stronger here in Houston. And so I don't think it's going to be like the 80s where it was just a complete debacle. Uh, I, this We've always been pretty conservative in Houston because we learned a lesson back then, and so it won't be like that, but definitely it's going to be a very tough year for real estate this year, very tough. Uh, looks like I'll get back in the market then. Okay, thanks a lot, Ted. Okay, take care. Right, right, bye. Good question, Charlie. Yeah, it's a question on. on uh, I, I think you're going to get some opportunities, you know, later this year in real estate, uh, but you, but you just have to watch. We've got to get all prices come up. Uh, oil, I look. I, I think oil comes up later in the year. Uh, I, I think it bottoms sometimes in the first. Uh, month or two or three, and then then you start seeing it going up from there. I think then you'll see some real drop-offs in production. I think you'll see some type of deal coming out of OPEC. Uh, it, it, and so, but but right now it's going to be pretty difficult. I think, look, I think when you're looking, you really, if you're looking at companies, a couple things to look at. Take a look at their, at their, at their bonds. Uh, we, we talked about this on the show last week. If, if, if you're thinking of buying a company, take a look, what, see what their bonds are trading for. If their bonds are trading for 30 cents in the dollar, chances are you're probably not going to make any money on the stock. You might, but you're taking a heck of a risk. Uh, you know, and and so look at the bonds. Uh, that that'll give you an idea of 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 what's the real financial health of that company because it's really tough right now. If these bonds can be trading close to par, then it's probably a pretty good company, solid company. You can also look at the debt levels and the balance sheet and the cash and everything else. But a kind of a quick and dirty way to do it is just go to the, look at the bond. And a lot of people forget about this, but a lot of the if you're with we use TD Ameritrade to hold our assets. Uh, at Max Out Savings Advisors, but TD, all of the the big firm Schwab, uh, Fidelity, they have a a, a bond little bond uh, trading thing you can look at to see bond prices, and so sometimes you can just check that. It's a good way to help out. Uh, the energy uh, bottom the first three months of the year, then I think we get some opportunities. China, look here's the deal: China. We talk about debt. I mean, we analyzed this in 2008. That's something we're really good at. Uh, the the uh, look China since two thousand nine, basically their debt level, their debt, corporate debt, and total debt in China has gone up eighteen trillion dollars. That to give you an example, eighteen trillion dollars is bigger than the United States and Japanese banking system combined. It's been a massive, massive spend out in China. China over the last five years or so, they're, they're probably they probably been responsible for 40% of the world's GDP growth. Okay, prior to 2007, prior to 2000, let's say, 
the United States was responsible for probably 40% of the world's growth, always. that The United States built the world's economy through the growth of the U.S. economy. It's about 40% or so. That's now China is now doing that. China did that. So China's 40% of the world's growth. The old adage, the United States was the locomotion, was the locomotive that would pull the world out of a recession. Remember those? Well, it, it's China now. The problem is China is pretty much crippled with high levels of debt. They got a real problem over there. And and so the the question is, is how do, how do they get around this? They're trying to grow their, their, their consumer accounts for, I want to say, 40% of, of of the GDP of China, I, I, the United States is about 68%. So we're a huge consumer economy, but we have this massive middle class. China doesn't have as a big, they have a big middle class, but the, but the really rich people at the top, this is something that's one of the real themes has always been of the Max Out Savings Show is the, the tremendous value of the American middle class. I think it very few countries in the world have a middle class as, as wealthy and dynamic as the United States does. This back and forth, up in the middle class to the wealthy, back and forth. That's not in other places. Most people don't have a chance. If, you, if, if you're born, born poor, you stay poor in those countries. Why do you think so many people want to immigrate to the United States? Because they want to become wealthy. This is the greatest country in the world. It, and And – our middle class over the last eight years, it's been a disaster. Their standard of living has gone down almost every single year. They haven't gotten raises. They're they're earning the same rate they at the same rate they were in two thousand and eight. And 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 their cost to everything is going up and particularly health care is going through the roof and is badly hurting us. We've got to get our middle class back. China doesn't have as good a middle class over there. China's in trouble. They have too much debt. The, 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 their economy is slowing down dramatically. It's hard. You have to dig into the numbers to really find good numbers coming out of China. The official numbers really can't be believed over there. So, so the question is, as China's growth slows down, longtime listeners of the Max Out Savings Show know that China, that we've talked about it, China uses pro- over 40% of the world's copper, 40% of the world's uh, Lead, 40% of the world's aluminum, 40% of the world's nickel. These are approximate numbers. 40% of the world's iron, 40% of the world's steel, 40% of the world's iron ore. Uh, it, it, the list goes on. Uh, and now that they're not buying and their economies is slowing, we, this has led to a, a, a collapse in commodity prices over the last 18 months, which is slowing down world growth everywhere. Now, here's the good news for the oil business. China uses up, the last number I saw was about 13 14% of the world's oil, much closer to their percentage of world's GDP, which is good, which means a slowdown in China isn't going to tremendously hurt oil prices much more. And so I, I think that's the positive on oil is is I think oil is not going to get hurt from China. Oil usage in China and energy is probably going to go up versus other commodities usage in China is, is, has been dropping. So that's the bull case on one of the bull cases on oil. So so this is going to be the two drivers, oil in China. I think for 2016, I think we're going to see a much slower year. Uh, I, I, I'm not looking for a lot of growth in earnings this year. I think the U.S. economy is going to slow down. The, the uh, industrial production number came in uh, under 45 uh, the other day, one of the lowest numbers in a number of years, I want to say Thursday or Friday. The U.S. economy is slowing. China is slowing. And we have a global slowdown. We, the question is, are we going to enter a recession uh, in the United States? Many countries in the world are now entering recessions around the world. We have a global slowdown. You have a stock market at very very high levels. 
and you have a stock market that's being held up by a small number of companies. I, I, I want to say about in some of the indexes, over 30% of the stocks are in bear market territory. Uh, and, and even in the major indexes, it's well over 20% or 20, 25% are in, which means they're down 20% or more. And so what this is, this means that, that what's known as the breadth of the market, which is that all, if you look at all the stocks, more and more of them are starting to drop and act poorly, a bigger and bigger number. And so as we talked earlier in the show, the, the, these big mega cap, the, the, your Facebooks, your Amazons, your Googles, that with super large market caps are holding the market up in, in, in growth. They're at very, very high P.E. ratios, sky-high P.E. ratios, similar to 1999 in some of these cases. And, and, and the rest of the market is selling off. And so that's not a good sign. We're c- coming up at the year end. If I if market opens up Monday morning, hey, if I got huge profits in Amazon, Facebook, or Google, uh, or Netflix, if I sold them last Friday or last Thursday, I got stuck with the big tax bill I got to pay here shortly. If I wait till next week, I don't have that big tax bill. I think you're going to see more selling next year. These stocks have had huge runs. They're extraordinarily expensive. All these big institutional favorites, I think, are going to get in trouble. This nifty 50. We had the nifty 50 in the 60s. A lot of people forget about that. Your, your Xerox, your McDonald's, your... Uh, uh, what was it? Control data. There was it was just a, a a whole list of these companies, and then they all blew up and had a. So I think you're going to see something similar to that this year. I think you're going to have a, a tough market. I think you're going to see a correction of twenty percent or more in the market, based on the mar- averages are now under the the Dow and the S and P are under their two hundred day moving average. Technically, the breadth is is getting worse and worse, which means fewer and fewer stocks are going up. You have a market near. Near record high levels, you have a high P.E. ratio, a high cash flow, price-to-cash flow ratio. I think you've got to be very, very cautious. I think you, you want to have cash to, on the sidelines in this market. You want to have a risk plan in place. Uh, I, I, I don't, I'm not looking for a big move up in interest rates near term. Uh, I think that people are going to flee to safety if the economy gets worse, which means treasuries. And it's probably going to continue. Uh, this is much like the 30s. Remember, interest rates stayed low from the 1930s to the 1950s. Uh, the thing we want to watch is what happens with the currency in China. I think one of the big stories, as we said, is going to be China. I think one of the big stories out of China is are they going to de- are they going to depreciate their currencies? I think they got to depreciate their currencies at least twenty to twenty five percent. That's going to de- that is going to export deflation around the world. And so I think what we're dealing with is a deflationary slowdown world that you're going to have to be in higher quality assets. You want to look at safe high quality assets and it's the return of your money not the return on your money that's going to be important like it was in 2015 but it's going to be worse this is going to be a much more volatile year in 2016 and you're really going to have to have your guard up uh if you need some help with that, we can help you out at Max Out Savings Advisors. Uh, a couple ways we can do it. We we have a newsletter we send out. We talk about our outlook, common 401k mistakes, how to save for retirement, how to generate income at retirement. Uh, a lot of good stuff in the report. It's a free report. It's part of the Max Out Savings Show. All you have to do is go to maxoutsavings.com to sign up for it. We're going to be writing it this week and sending it out. Just go to maxoutsavings.com. I think our outlook for 2015, as we talked about at the top of the show, we really said this was needed to be careful. It was the, the big themes for the year were going to be a, was actually going to be deflation, 
uh, in commodity prices, and in, in that was in the dollar, and that's pretty much what happened during the year. We said we didn't think the market would go anywhere. That's kind of what happened. And so we're going to try to figure out what's happening now. I mean, we've laid out some of what we're seeing on the show today, but just go to the website at maxoutsavings.com. You can sign up for it. Look, if you're worried about the market, a lot of people are, are very concerned. They're, they have IRA rollovers. If you need some help managing it, that's what we do at Max Out Savings Advisors. We're value investors in the stock and bond market. Uh, typically, we use TD Ameritrade to hold the assets for you, and then, but we're, we're, we're separate. We manage the assets as an advisor and charge a fee. So if you need some help, just go to the website at maxoutsavings.com, and you can sign, uh, request a meeting, and I'll sit down with you personally. We're here in Houston, Texas. This isn't some nationally franchised infomercial. This is, this is one of Houston's top financial shows. We're here in town, and we meet people here in town personally. So if you need some help, I'd, be, I'd like to meet with you, with you. So just go to the website at maxoutsavings.com, and at a minimum, sign up for that free uh, newsletter. Now, a couple things. When we coming out with the poor, I think it's going to be a tough year now. First couple weeks of the year, it's harder to tell because the new money comes in. But after that, look out. We'll see. Anyway, remember the motto of the Max Out Savings Show. It's to save aggressively, invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. Save aggressively, invest conservatively. I hope everyone has a great weekend. And uh, Happy New Year to everybody, 2016. We'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Produced by Doug Harris and Noisemaker Communications. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca on AM 1070, The Answer. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.